most. And boy, she got up, turned around, walked away, and you know, whatever. (laughs) Jesus said it's not the well that need a physician. It's the sick. And if we completely isolate ourselves from those who need us, how are we going to be the salt of the earth if we don't get salty? Salt doesn't work unless it makes contact. Now, with that being said, even with that, we still need the majority of our fellowship with Christians. The biggest part of my time I spend with Christians because I need them to reinforce what's in me and I need to reinforce what's in them. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with the lost because I want to reach the lost. I love them guys. I love them with all my heart. They don't have no idea how much that I want to see every one of them saved, every single one of them, even the ones that make fun of what we're doing and who we are. I love every one of them. And I want to save, I want them all saved. So if I isolate myself, I can't reach them. But, 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 if that was all I hung out with, that's exactly what I would be. You're the preacher. I don't care. If all you hung out with was people that cussed like a sailor, honey, I'm telling you, in six months' time, you're going to say a bad word. And it's going to happen, and it'll just happen, you're like, oh! Now, some of y'all need to loosen up. I'm not, t- hey, this, this, ain't, this ain't Girl Scout cookie selling time. Well, I know who we're talking to. Come on. Some of y'all need to take the halo down and put it in your pocket. It's church time. Amen? We can't, act like, we can't act like we don't know that this is the truth. I didn't write that. God wrote that. You want to be wise? Walk with wise people. You want to be destroyed? Walk with fools. Hang out with them all the time. Christians need Christian fellowship. You need Christian fellowship. Why? Here's just three things. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you what Christian fellowship will do. And we find, and by the way, where you're at right now, don't count. You hear me? Where you're, you're not checking off a quota because you made it to church at 945 or, which one is this one? This was a, they all run together, amen. 1115, this is the third one. God's not saying, okay, you got your Christianity in for the week. This, this is where we worship. This is where we come give our best to God and our appreciation to God. This is not where we do our Christian fellowship. You know why? It's hard to get a close relationship when you only got 37 seconds to shake somebody's hand. Amen? You can't, you can't develop relationships here. This is really not the Christian fellowship I'm talking about. I'm talking about in our life groups. Here we love God. In our life groups is where we learn to love others. Now what do we get? What happens and what takes place in these life groups? First thing is, life groups is a place, number one, for sharing. Say that with me. Life groups is a place for sharing. 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 What do we share? Well, there's a lot of things we share, but one of the main things we share is blessings. We share blessings. We want to tell people what God has done for us. Do you realize that the, one, of the, one of the first things that the disciples did when Jesus sent them out two by two, they went out healing, they went out helping, they went out being a blessing and seeing God do some incredible things. The first thing they did was come back and say, man, let me tell you what God done for us. Boy, we was casting out devils, we was healing. Woo, man, let me tell you what God has done for us. 
They were sharing blessings. And do you know that's very important that we do the same? It's very important that we do the same. Well, I don't want to be braggadocious. If you're bragging on God, brag on. Brag on. Somebody needs to know what he's done for you. Somebody needs to know he answered your prayer. Somebody needs to know that he's healed your disease. Somebody, they need to know that God has moved in your situation and brought resolve to your problem. Somebody needs to know. Now, why is that? Because there might be somebody in your midst. There might be somebody in that local assembly. There might be somebody in that room with you or wherever it might be that they've been going through a problem. The devil's been beating them up. They've been fighting and scratching and struggling, thinking they're the only one that's going through it, thinking there's no help whatsoever. But if you'll stand up and say, let me tell you how God got in my marriage and helped my marriage. Hey, there's somebody struggling with their marriage. I guarantee you in the house right now, somebody needs to know that God, God can do something for you. And if you stand up and say, hey, now I'm not, you don't, you don't have to preach. You don't have to preach. Some of you don't need to. Say amen. It's not about getting up here. And, no, no, no. It's just saying, let me tell you what God done for me. You know, isn't it an amazing thing that we don't, we don't share what the gospel because we think that we have to preach a sermon? When God told the people, everybody he told, to go to, he said, just go tell what God done for you. Y'all with me? So in these life groups, we share blessings. In the very beginning, in the very beginning of our life group, uh, now we, we have an eating group. Now, you know if the preacher's going to be in this eating group, amen? So, so we get to eating out the way, and, 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 and we eat fellowship there. And, and, and the first thing we do before we ever start any of the questions is, is we share blessings. We do praises. We praise. Everybody has a, a genuine praise. Now, you're not forced to, to praise if you don't want to, but if you want to. And, and, and listen, this right here don't count. I want to thank God that I'm saved. That don't, that, no. No, no, no. I, I'm glad you're saved. But, but what are you, what, what, what has God done for you lately? Because see, what happens is, is we get real generic with God, don't we? Because we get lazy in our prayer. We get lazy and I, you got to pray. Yeah, I want to, I want, you know. Look, what has God done for you lately? I, I, when I was down in Jacksonville and on my way back, uh, uh, man, I was tired and I was ready to get home and, uh, and, and I was coming through Tifton and I just had this, I, I need to get off and get gas right here. This is, this is the spot. So I got off, got off and, and got gas and got a biscuit at Bojangles and, and, and just got everything. Well, I went to get back on the interstate. Well, the, well traffic had almost stopped. I mean, right there. I'm like, man, this wasn't here a while ago. A wreck had just happened. I'm talking about a horrendous wreck, just a horrible wreck. And boy, I thought, man, I wonder if God just... I wonder how many times God delivers us and we don't even know it. Boy, I just want to praise God that God kept me alive. You see what I'm saying? Share a blessing. Share what you're really thankful for. And then, we not only share blessings, but we share burdens. We share burdens. The Bible says that we're to, we're to bear one another's burdens. We're to bear one another's burdens. In other words, in other words at the end of, at, we, we do praises first. We'll, 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 we'll thank God for what God has done. And then we'll do our questions and, and discuss the, the, the lesson from this Sunday. And then we'll do prayer requests, which is basically sharing our burden. 
in this, and let me get let me get specific. I want God to save the lost. That don't count. That don't count. That you, yes, you should want that. But this is what it needs to be. This is what it needs to be. I've got a test coming up this Wednesday. And I really need God to intervene on that deal. Y'all with me? A real, genuine burden. Why do I need to share my burden? That's just not who I am. That's just not who I am. Well, the reason you need to share your burden. Uh, Brother Will, can you come in? Steve, can you come up? Come, yeah, come on up here. Uh, Buchanan, come on up here for a minute. Here's God's, here's God's, here's God's plan for his, his children. You see, Will's been going through some stuff, man. I mean, he's just, he's just had issues in life that's just got him broke down. I'm talking about it's just rough, it's just a difficult time, and it's just about to get him. How many of y'all have been there? I mean, you're at that point, you just, if something doesn't happen, I'm done. Well, at that moment is when one brother gets under that arm, and another brother gets under that. Now, what's, what are they doing? They're bearing up. That's what it means. Bear one another's burden. In other words, he's not the only one bearing it now. Y'all with me? Now, the only way, the only way these brothers can help him bear it is if they know it. And when you don't take advantage of life groups and put yourself in a place where somebody else can help you bear your burden, you're going to carry it alone. And, and ladies and gentlemen, it's too heavy for you to carry. Church, say amen. amen. Thanks, God. I, uh, Andrew, when you was in the hospital, when you was in the hospital uh, in, in, in Huntsville, uh, we would, they would tell us the time we could come see you. And, and man, it was like clockwork. When that time came, man, we'd all shuffle from the, from the waiting room downstairs and, and go up and go through the, 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 the way and go up the elevators, and we'd be in this little hallway. We'd be in this little hallway, locked door. They wouldn't let us in until a certain period of time. And in and, and this little hallway, just a narrow hallway, and we'd be packed in there with other family members that's wanting to go see their, their family members in there. And, uh, and, and we were sitting there, and Holly, I don't know if you remember this or not, but, but there was a little girl, there was a little girl that was, that, that was on all four. She was just down on her knees like this right here and had her head in her, in her hands. She reminded me so much of my niece, Shelby. Had her little ball cap on, and she was sitting there all by herself. We were, we were standing against the hall, and it was, I mean, I don't know of a time, Holly, we went down there, we didn't have 25 of us down there, and just, it was just that type of deal. Uh, uh, Andrew, you had a bunch of people loving on you, son, I promise you. And I looked down, and I looked down, and I'm sitting against the wall, and, uh, and, uh, and this, this, this young lady, she was probably... 19 or 20 maybe, just a little old bitty thing. And, and she was just weeping. And I could, I, that was all I could take. I couldn't take no more. So I, I went down and knelt down beside her and put my arm around her. And I said, I said honey, is there, is there anything I can pray with you about? And, and 
her mom was on life support. And they were, they were fixing to take her off life support. And she's sitting there, this baby girl sitting there, 19 years old, going through what they were going through, her by herself. And boy, the thought that came to my heart, this shouldn't be. She shouldn't have to go through this by herself. And we stopped, and, and, and everybody in the room, we just stopped and prayed for her. And As bad as Andrew, your deal was, there was a bunch of people holding each other up. When one would be down one moment, the other would hold them up. When that person would get down, this one would be better and hold this other person up. Because God don't want us to go through it alone. And I thought about this young lady who is sitting here probably going through the darkest valley of her life alone. And that's not God's plan. God doesn't want you facing your trials alone. God doesn't want you fighting your demons alone. God doesn't want you going through your difficulty alone. God don't want you going through your sickness alone. God doesn't want you going through anything alone. God wants you to bear one another's burdens. You can't do it alone. It's impossible. Somebody say amen. You see, in life groups, it's better to be connected because we're able to share our burdens, share our blessings. And then secondly, not only are life groups for sharing, but life groups are for caring. For caring. And there's, there's a difference. I've shared stuff with people that didn't care. Has anybody ever asked you, and, and it's, they could probably say this about me because, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in life we don't mean to, but you, 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 you know when they ask you how you're doing, you don't want to say nothing because you know you don't care anyway. Well, I'm being real transparent this morning, ain't I? But sometimes you'll say stuff to people that you know they don't care. It's just, it's just what you say when you run into people. But then there's that time when you know that person cares. You see, the Word of God tells us in Corinthians, Paul is, is helping us understand our responsibilities to each other. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in, in verse 24, it says, For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. And he's using uh, each individual Christian, and he's using the body as an illustration to describe our responsibilities to each other. He says, We all have a responsibility. That there, be, should, there should be no schism in the body, verse 25, but that, now watch this, but that the members should have the same, they should have the same one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. What does that mean? It means I have, I have one body, but I have several members. And, 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 and all of these members care about all of these members. I don't know if you understand this or not or know this or not, but I love me. I don't like hurting I don't like suffering. I don't like pain. When I get sick, I'm the biggest baby there ever was. I, don't, I just don't like hurting. 
And you know what happens when you're walking through the when you're walking through uh, your bedroom in the middle of the night trying to find a restroom, and your toe kicks the side of that bed, and 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 and. It's really hard to be spiritual. I need a witness right there. What does the rest of your body do? It comes to the rescue. Are y'all with me? And you know, that's, that's what he's saying to us. We should have the same care one for another. We care. Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is most people don't care. You know how I know? Because the rest of that verse says this. When, when they suffer, we suffer with them. When they rejoice, we rejoice with them. In other words, when everything goes great, it's easier to see it when everything goes great. Because you'll see somebody pull in the parking lot, pull in the parking lot with a brand new car. And instead of saying, man, that's great. So-and-so got a new vehicle. I bet they're really enjoying that. Here's what we do. They can't afford it. I don't know why they bought that car. I guarantee you, in six months, they'll be on that repo show on TV. I guarantee you, it's over with. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Instead of rejoicing with them, ladies with a new dress, you see somebody with a new dress on, I don't know where she got that from. And guys, we ain't no better. Instead of being happy that somebody else has got blessed, and we wonder why we're not blessed. You know when God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends? I wonder, do, do we just we just need to start caring? We need to start caring. Uh, let's move along. This one's worse. This is the worst one. That's why I put it last. Life groups is a place for number one, what is it? Sharing. Come on, everybody. Share it. Sharing. Number two, life groups is a place for caring. caring. Life groups is a place for daring. Daring. Uh, what do you mean, preacher? Uh, I, I know, I know, y'all are a lot better Christians than I am. Uh, and you, you, you think that you probably don't need this, but everybody in this room needs accountability. Everybody in this room needs accountability. See, that's why we need Christian fellowship. Let me, let, me, let me read it. The word dare, the word dare, here's the definition. To challenge, to confront boldly. Y'all hear that? Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The word admonish, uh, admonish means to reprove gently, to caution, to put in mind. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Now what does all that mean? When you sharpen a knife, when you sharpen an axe or a knife, it, it, it creates heat because you're sharpening and it causes friction and friction creates heat and most Christians don't like the heat most Christians don't like friction they don't like confrontation 
They don't like being challenged. They don't like being confronted. They don't like being told that whatever they're doing is not appropriate or whatever they're doing wrong. They don't want challenging whatsoever. It's bad enough that we got to hear from the preacher. I'm not going to hear from nobody else. And a lot of times they don't want to hear from the preacher either, so they just quit coming. But what would happen? What would happen in our churches in America today if we would start holding each other accountable for the lives that we're living outside of this church? You say, I don't believe in that. Hey, Paul did. If you study your New Testament, you'll find out that Peter wasn't acting right. And he was kind of acting prejudiced a little bit because he cared more of what man said than what God said. And you know what Paul did? He withstood him to the face. That is your King James. Say amen. He got up in his face and said, this is not right. You should not be acting this way. And you know what? Peter straightened out. And I wonder what would happen in our lives today. What would happen in marriages today? What would happen in our ministries today if, if men would stand up against men and say, look, that's not the way you're supposed to talk to your wife. You should not be doing this. This is detrimental to your marriage. Your marriage is going to fall apart. Buddy, I love you. We need to do something about that. I wonder if we could change the divorce rate when the divorce rate is the same in the church as it is in the world because we're not willing to hold each other accountable or be accountable to somebody else. What would happen if we would stand up and do what the Bible says and challenge each other and sharpen each other and be what God's called us to be? Amen? Listen, I, nobody likes to. I don't like to be told I'm, I'm doing wrong, especially when Tammy's right. Say Amen. I would rather, I just, I, I can't stand that. But, hey, it is what it is. Shine on. Look, do y'all get, do, does everybody in here understand that the world thinks you're all a bunch of hypocrites? It does. Go ask them. Go spend some time with them. The world thinks every church person is a hypocrite. You know why? Because they've seen so many of them. They've come to church and they've seen somebody sing, oh, how I love Jesus, and go out there and hate everybody else. They've seen them come to church and put on the front. They see, they sitting at the club, and when I walk in, everybody's, everybody's just talking everything nice and everything. And when I leave, it's every cuss word in the book. Something wrong. But what if we changed that? What if we challenged each other? What if we said, look, man, look, you, you know, we, 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 I love hunting, and you love hunting, and we spend a lot of time. But, man, when's the last time you took your kid to Chuck E. Cheese? When's the last time? Look, man, that, that's, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a good way to talk to your wife. Your wife, she don't deserve to be treated like that. What if we did that for each other? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm not talking about, you know, you thinking you're better than everybody else. Because if, if that's the case, you just need to hush. Are y'all with me? Don't try to straighten nobody else out. You know, don't, don't get, don't get the, the splinter in your brother's eye when you got a two before in your eye. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about in meekness and fear and humility and in love for your brother. Listen, look, man, I love you, but I don't think this is a good idea. 
How many men know about the foolish behavior of their friends and knowing it's going to destroy their marriage and won't say nothing? Or vice versa, or any other way. Simply because we don't like heat. We don't like friction. We don't like confrontation. Well, let me ask you a question. When you're standing over their casket, this is what we'll say. Why didn't I say something? Why did I not do something? We got to care one for another. We got to be willing to dare. I know, I don't, trust me. I'd rather be up here preaching about heaven and grace and mercy and the deliverance of the Lord and all that. But sooner or later, somebody's going to have to say something. Or till Jesus comes, this world is going to constantly think. Do you know what? You know what Gandhi said? I love your Christ, but your Christians are nothing like him. They asked him, what do you think is the biggest hindrance to Christianity? He said, Christians. And you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. I think about how many times that I need to, whatever I am here, I need to be that out there. Amen? Two things has got to happen. You got to be willing to show up we got to be willing to step up. Because if you don't show up to life group, you're not putting yourself in a place where you can be held accountable. And when you are in life group and you sit there and don't say nothing, you're just as guilty. So this is not just about getting more people in life groups. It's critical that we do. But it's for our life groups to really start operating they're supposed to, the way they're supposed to be. It is supposed to be a place where we share. It is supposed to be a place where we care. It's supposed to be a place where we dare. Challenge each other. Let's go. Why? Why? It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good to face the trials and the fires and the difficulties of life alone. I need you and you need me. And all God's people said, Lord, help us to help us to get this. Help us to be challenged to step up in our area of responsibility. God, help us as men, Christian men, godly men, to be willing to step up and challenge our brothers in Christ if we see an area that's going to be dangerous and damaging to them help us to be willing to say something help us to be willing to act upon it help us to be willing to do what we're supposed to do Lord it's not about just showing up it's about being what you'd have us to be it's about edifying one another it's about caring one for another it's about edifying and preferring loving one another Helping each other through the times and the heartaches and the difficulties. The trials and the tribulations of life. It's not good to go it alone. It's not good to face it alone. It's not good to face it without Christ. 
It's not good to face it without Christian fellowship and encouragement. Father, I pray now that you'll, Lord, you'll bless this invitation. If somebody needs to be saved, let them come. Maybe there's somebody, Lord, that's just going through the fire and they just need somebody to put their hand on their shoulder and say, I'm praying for you. Maybe they're in this congregation right now and they're just going through it. Maybe ministry issues, maybe marital issues, maybe physical issues. God, I I want them to come and just find a place in this, this altar so we can pray for them, so we can help bear their burdens and care one for another. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. I want you to stand. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. If you need to come for any reason, maybe you're going through it. Maybe you're going through it like never before and you just need somebody to pray with you. Come on. Lord, you know We'll pray for you. Maybe you've got a financial need. Maybe you've got a physical burden. Won't you come? Every step that I take. Yeah, don't, don't be prideful. Don't, don't worry about what people don't think. Don't worry. Don't let the devil talk you out of getting the help you need this morning. Won't you come? I pray. Lord, be Lay with down at the your feet I am desperate for mercy I am desperate for peace your 